Welcome to the Be Unbound podcast. My name is Jonathan Brush. I'm the president and CEO of Unbound. Uh, in this podcast, this is the third of our podcast series where we're uh, giving you the content from our recent virtual event, From High School to Higher Purpose. Uh, this content does not have to be listened to in order. So if you're coming to this first, there's no problem. You can go back the last two uh, sessions and pick up the content from there. And if you're interested in the content, and you want to hear it all now, you can actually go to our website, beunbound.us uh, slash college dash choice. And that will bring you to the entire virtual event with all the recordings and all the sessions there. And you're welcome to go and listen to those right away. We'll also have that link in the show notes. Uh, in this session, uh, Victoria and I have this conversation about helping your child find their calling. Uh, Victoria Grant is the Director of Content and Coaching for Unbound. Victoria has uh, lots of coaching experience. She's a certified coach. She's a coach trainer and trains our coaches for our SEND program. Um, she's also not a recent graduate, but somebody who's still certainly more than me uh, in touch with the high school experience and the college experience and what that's like. And um, we have an interesting conversation about a question that we get a lot. And so just as an introduction to this session, you know, this is probably the question I get asked in various forms more than anything else and have over the last 20 plus years as I've worked with young people. Uh, people want to know, students want to know, how do I find my calling? And parents want to know, how do I help my student find their calling? They don't always phrase it that way, but at some level, students want to know, not just how do I be independent, but how do I be independent in such a way that makes a difference in the world? And parents want to know, yes, how do I help my kid sleep in their own couch instead of my couch? But how do I do that in a way that they make a difference in the world? And I think there's a, a general desire and probably has always been a desire throughout history for people to want to make a difference. And maybe even more so in this world, we have so much information and we can see so much of the world. Uh, we want to get out there and we want to not just not just do something, but do something that matters. Um, so we have a discussion about that. Uh, we don't have some secret formula that I can say, oh, do these things and you can automatically figure out exactly what your calling is. I don't think it works that way. But the good news is I think there are some really uh, key things that you can do. There are some important questions you can ask. And then if you ask those questions and you take the right perspective and you're willing to pursue those questions to find answers, that you can indeed find your calling. If you're a student listening to this, uh, you can indeed find your calling. It's a process. It takes a while, but that process can be enjoyable. If you're a parent, there are things you can do to help your student find their calling. And again, it's a process. It takes a while, but it's enjoyable. And most of all, I hope this content eliminates the fear uh, that I have. I find in so many people where they just think I'm never going to do it. You know, some people know their calling and some people don't. Maybe if I'm in that category of people that don't, I believe firmly that everybody has a calling and that you can discover that, that discovering it is a process, but it ought to be an enjoyable one. This should be one that you should be scared of, one that you can embrace, look forward to, and enjoy. So I hope you enjoy this content, and most of all, I hope it's useful to you. Welcome, everyone. We appreciate you taking the time to uh, participate in this virtual conference on um, From High School to Higher Purpose. And again, this is just a collection of conversations we thought we'd put together, uh, really trading on our experience, uh, working with young people over many, many years in a lot of different settings. And some of the common things that we run across all the time that we see people that are often, in this case, really passionate about, but sometimes really fearful of as well. And I think um, that one of the things we see a lot is this topic that we'll talk about today. So my name is Jonathan Brush. I'm the president and CEO of Unbound. I'm joined now by Victoria Grant, who is an Unbound graduate and also the director of courses and coaching for Unbound. Welcome, Victoria. Thank you. Glad to be here. 
So Victoria and I get asked this question a lot. And for both of us, this is a question that we care a lot about because this is a question that we asked ourselves. Uh, I ask it a little bit a lot earlier than Victoria, but ask it for perhaps a lot longer. Uh, Victoria has asked this question a lot. And that is, uh, you know, we run across people all the time who are passionate about finding their calling. Now, I think in some ways this is a cultural sort of, not anomaly, but new thing. Lots and lots of people are interested in this. But from a Christian standpoint, lots and lots of Christians tell us all the time that, you know, I just really, really, really want to do what God wants me to do, but I'm really, really, really paralyzed about sort of figuring out what God wants me to do. How do I, how do I actually kind of determine that? And, and unfortunately, what we find a lot is that people don't know how to determine that and the result is paralysis. They just sort of freeze. So, Victoria, why don't you start us off? Um, if somebody tells us, you know, my life, my child is passionate about living a life for Christ, uh, but they're paralyzed by the fear of making the wrong decision or the wrong choice, how is it they can move forward? Um, how would you respond to that? Absolutely. I would ask, uh, first and foremost, for the child and the parent to kind of take a step back and to look at life as a whole and look at the overall trajectory of the child right now. Where are they going? Where are they headed to? Um, if they're if they're paralyzed to making the wrong choice, odds are they're really not moving anywhere. Um, and so the first step is going to be to get those wheels in motion and to start moving forward and to start um, getting information about things that they're interested in and places they want to go. So one of the, the core principles that we talk about a lot in Unbound um, in our Navigate course as well is this idea of asking really great questions. Um, the idea that asking great questions is perhaps even more important uh, than just trying to have all of the answers about life. And so for someone who is unsure about where to go, uh, take it back down to the core questions first. Make sure that you understand the foundation of, you know, for your child, why why am I here? Where am I going? Where did I come from? Make sure those foundational worldview questions are very, very solid because that's where we start. And then from there, you can move into um, other questions about, you know, what am I interested in? What brings me joy? What brings me excitement? What do I really hate doing? Um, and be able to start gathering data points. Those things will help the child then ask better questions. Hey, I found that I have a real interest in, you know, this creative side. I love music. This brings me joy. What about music brings me joy? What, you know, how can I use that to serve others and to continue building on that front? So that's one principle. Um, another principle would be that it is incredibly powerful for the parent to model this to their child. So for someone, you know, a young adult who's really unsure about how to move, one of the most powerful and effective uh, methods that can really help them to get unstuck is for them to watch someone they respect and to watch a parent be doing this themselves, to be passionate about living a life for Christ and to be bold about going forward and making decisions and moving and, you know, perhaps, you know, making mistakes along the way and modeling what it looks like to move through those and to learn from them and to find success on the other side. Um, I know from experience as someone who watched my own parents uh, go through and practice this in front of me, um, that was one of the most powerful motivations for me to get unstuck and get myself in motion as well. Well, I think both Victoria and I have been really passionate about addressing what we see as the big fear in this. You know, we have so many people that are just so scared of making those wrong things. And, and to build on what Victoria said and to kind of just examine that foundational thing that she said at the beginning, which is to ask questions and to not necessarily assume answers. We work with Dr. Jeff Myers, who teaches our signature leadership courses. Uh, Dr. Jeff Myers is the uh, president of Summit Ministries. And he recently published a book that deals with the danger of unquestioned answers. 
And, and I just want to pause and make sure that we sort of re-examine that sort of foundational statement there, which is most of us live in the unquestioned answers of having to have an answer. In other words, that, that we think that there has to be an answer. And, and almost all the source of the stress, and for years, I've worked with students. I was the director of missions for a private college for many years. I've worked in non-traditional education. I've run student life departments. Uh, and, and through over, you know, over two decades now, I've worked constantly with students in this place. And uh, one of the things that I see all the time is that they think they have to know the answer. And for some reason, this is particularly acute for Christian students. Uh, they feel like before they can take action, then they must know the exact answer that God has for them. And so if we can do anything that would sort of obliterate some of that fear for you, is that this should be a process of discovery. A process of discovery means that you have to ask questions. Asking questions means that you don't know the answer, and finding the answer isn't actually what you are called to do. So if you're stuck and you say, I don't know what God's will is for my life, I would often respond and say, of course you don't. How would you? You're 16, 17, 18 years old. Uh, you have very little time on the planet yet. So uh, you don't really have a chance to sort of know all those things. Uh, nobody assumes that you should, and so the point here is to start and start asking questions and then discover it. And that discovery process should be and can be a lot of fun. Uh, but you have to sort of first uh, dump this unquestioned answer that you have to know the answer and instead be totally okay with starting with the question and then seeing where it leads. Along with that kind of fear, the other big fear that we see a lot is that we have uh, and more and more, and I would say at least in intensity, this has increased in the last 12 to 14 months, um, is people very scared about, you know, how is it that my child can actually get a decent education and can get good career um, experience uh, without being um, kind of, how, how do I do that in an increasingly anti-Christian environment, in an environment that seems like it really is out to get Christians in some way? Um, Victoria, you have a really unique way of sort of stating that. So can you state that for us and expand on that a little bit? Yeah, absolutely. I know in my experience, um, at least, and in the, the world that our generation is growing up in, it is impossible for someone to not be exposed to these increasingly anti-Christian environments, but it is possible for them not to be engulfed in them. So exposed, yes, you'll absolutely be exposed. Engulfed in, no, you do not have to be engulfed in them. It, it is harder. I will be honest. Um, and even talking, you know, with with my parents uh, about what life was like when they were in school and, and the kinds of environments that were in college um, and in higher education. That's different. Uh, and I know that differs school to school. But even things, you know, a lot of students pursue uh, credit at community colleges. <laughs> that also depends school to school. But community colleges across the board are not always great places, spiritually speaking, uh, for a child to be. So I think you have to get really creative. Um, but it is absolutely possible to to make sure that your child is not engulfed in that. Um, look at look at where the people are who you want your child to be like, and and who does your child want to be like? Are they are they found in your church? Are they found at at some place like Summit? Are they found in a different ministry? Um, who are authors of of books who your children really respect? And then make the conscious decision and effort um, intentionally to put them there. Maybe it means you all save up and you know your family takes a trip. Colorado to go to Summit Ministries. Uh, maybe it looks like, you know, making sure that um, they have access to to books by the people who they really respect, um, but but work to build that strong foundation so that they are surrounded as much as possible by the people who will, uh, who are modeling the, the kind of life that they want to model as well. 
We have an interesting moment where these examples make a lot more sense, right? And so uh, we're we're in a we're in a pandemic. Uh, we're coming out of a pandemic, hopefully. And so all of a sudden, uh, terms of disease and and definitions stuff like that are, are things are really on our mind. And I think that's maybe a good way to sort of think about this a little bit, right? Uh, you can, and I think sometimes people have this reaction: uh, the way that I will save myself is to have no exposure. Um, and look, we're, we're in a world where, you know, we just look around and, and in terms of COVID, that doesn't seem like a very rational response, right? I mean, yes, I suppose you could find an island somewhere or a really remote place and not be exposed, but, you know, you're going to get exposed. Now, the, the, the problem is not necessarily the exposure, it's the fatality rate of the exposure. And so, you know, now whether we want to talk about in terms of vaccinations so that you prepare yourself for it or you try to prepare yourself in, in terms of immune system, uh, whichever your preferred sort of defense is, uh, we don't want to get into the, the virus so much here. But think about this in the same things in, in terms of that anti-Christian influence in our culture right now. Uh, yes, you're going to get exposed to it, as Victoria points out. Now, the, the, if that's the reality, then how do you build up an immune system? How do you prepare uh, for that? How do, you, how do you sort of deal with that reality and then prepare your student for that reality? And I think then it shifts back. Instead of being scared of that out there, uh, instead you just go, that's a reality. Um, and so how do I prepare for that out there? And, and I like to sort of remind people Every generation has their problem, right? Every generation has their major struggle. Uh, in some ways, this is pretty grim. In other ways, you know, imminent death by raiders coming up the coast or by armies sweeping across our landscape doesn't seem to be a current major issue for us right now. There's lots of times in history for lots of brothers and sisters in the faith that that was a big deal. Um, and so, you know, each, each generation has their challenge. That's our challenge. And we don't have to just sit back and say, oh, and cover our heads and hope that it passes us by. Instead, there are things we can do and prepare for it. And so by doing things Victoria talked about, uh, by preparing for it, it, it makes a big difference. So acknowledge the reality and then begin kind of the training and equipping process. So I think the final thing we have here is that, is that we often have parents come and say, what should my role be And uh, helping my child identify and take opportunities to spread their wings? In other words, how do I go from, I, I, I use this phrase a lot, it's like, as a parent, at some level, my job is to keep them, is to move them from sleeping on my couch to sleeping on their own couch, right? And so the point is, uh, you want them to be independent. Years ago, I had uh, exposure to some uh, a particular student and then his brothers, uh, exceptional young men. And um, I had a chance to ask their father. I said, you know, tell me what you did. And uh, he said, well, I'm not sure I did anything unique. And I said, well, then I want to do the same ununique things you did that got such unique results. And he said something that sort of surprised me. He said, well, I just never thought they were mine. Um, I said, well, expand on that a little bit. And he says, well, I always, I, I raised them to leave. In other words, I, I, the, I thought my job was God gave them to me for a little while. I was to train and equip them, uh, always with the eye of turning them loose and, and, and sending them out. Um, and so I just thought that was a really powerful thing. It, it kind of made me stop and rethink a little bit about my parenting style and what my parenting goals were. Um, I listened to uh, a speaker. He has a podcast and some other things called Andy Andrews. And he has a phrase that I think is really powerful. He says, I'm not raising great children. If I think I'm raising great children, I failed. My point is to raise great adults. Um, and it really shifts the emphasis. So um, before I answer this, uh, Victoria, you're not a parent, but you've had great parenting. You've worked with a lot of students. You've seen students have come from good parenting and bad parenting. From your perspective, as somebody who in some ways is closer to this, uh, what are some good parenting um, techniques that you've observed that help students launch uh, versus uh, maybe ones that are not so helpful? Mm -hmm. 
The thing that comes <laughs> just to the very top of mind uh, right off the bat is that my parents supported what I and my siblings were interested in all throughout my teen years, all throughout that kind of transition into adulthood, even, even if it was something that was totally and utterly ridiculous. It might have been a pipe dream that was not even related remotely to some kind of profession or to some kind of career. Uh, never once did they laugh. Even though looking back at my own life, I laugh now. I'm like, what, what was I thinking? That's ridiculous. Uh, but never, never laugh, never derision, um, always support. And how can I help you? Yes, go for that, run after it, do that, learn. Um, and so there's just that encouragement. And again, though you talked earlier about that modeling, but that encouragement to go for things, to try things. And I think just knowing that you have that support, um, knowing that you're dreams and your desires aren't ridiculed um, and that no matter what happens, you might succeed, you might fail, but you have that support system to fall back on. Um, and those people who will be there no matter what, I think that is incredibly freeing and helping somebody. Um, and then just um, having those conversations as well. That was something that um, I've seen many parents do, something that my parents uh, did as well, is just initiating those conversations about what do you want to do? What opportunities do you want to pursue and how can we help you get there? So I have worked with this age group uh, for over 20 years. I know that earlier. I have six children of my own. Two have graduated. Uh, while they still live at home, uh, they are independently prepared, right? They can, they can do that. And so I, I, and I say that because this is a real thing to me. I think about this constantly with my own children. I ask this question and I've had an interesting uh, advantage in terms of my professional life to see this played out in ways that work and ways that don't. Um, I have very different, and in this case for you, all my children are very different. And so it's hard to sort of find some sort of blanket advice or formula that works for everybody. And I'm a little nervous about those anyhow. And so I try to look for principles. What are things that are true no matter what, that when I'm not sure what to do, I kind of fall back on those. So here are the two that I've found the most helpful in my observations and now sort of applying them in my own life with my own children. Uh, the first is when you don't know what else to do, uh, above all else, ask yourself this question, am I encouraging curiosity? Uh, you know, th the whole point here is to help students figure out how to ask great questions, uh, take those answers and build on them, ask great questions and move forward. And, and when we have curious people who then pick up the skills to resolve that curiosity, you have people that make a difference in the world. And when you have people that make a difference in the world, you have people that are well equipped to become independent and make a difference in the world. So it, when all else fails and things are frustrating, stuff like that, sit back and say, what can I do to encourage curiosity? And the second, and this is going to sound a little strange, but the second is to move out of a comfort zone, right? So yes, as a parent, you, you provide protection for your child. Uh, you provide guidance and all those things. And I'm not in any way, shape, or form diminishing that. That is a sort of first responsibility. But in my experience, most parents get that, right? And if they don't, there's some other really dysfunctional problems there, right? Most parents instinctively know I'm supposed to protect my child and provide environments to keep them safe and things like that. And, and I'm not disregarding those. Um, but I'm saying that while you're doing that, don't forget that the best thing you can do to train your child to be independent and to train your child to sort of launch on their own is to move them out of their comfort zone, which then makes them grow their experiences and build skill. And so, you know, this doesn't mean you have to sort of, you know, throw them in the deep end and hope they swim. But, you know, every time they look like they're getting a little bit complacent, how can you how can you provide a little pressure and move them forward a little bit and catch them outside of that place where they have to adapt and grow? If you can combine those two things and you're constantly, you know, thinking about how to move your child appropriately at the appropriate speed and place out of their comfort zone and encourage curiosity, um, then you're going to default be able to, to train people that are independent. And then here's the part that I want to really encourage you in. 
And that's going to look very different for you and your children than for me and my children and for Victoria and her parents. Uh, in other words, don't be afraid if it looks like something nobody else does. That's why God made you the parents of your children. That's why God uh, equipped you in the way he did. That's one of the beauties uh, of, of the, our individuality and our individual gifts. We're all going to approach this a little bit differently. We're all going to fail at different things and learn different things and succeed at different things. And so don't worry about the formula. Instead, look for the principles. Encourage curiosity. Move them outside their comfort zone. Uh, encourage them. Pick them up when they fall and dust, it, and, they, and dust them off and send them forward again. And, and then ultimately, uh, celebrate the fact that, you know, use your unique experiences and your unique abilities uh, for your unique children. If you do that, I think you get some really cool results. So. Thanks for joining us. Uh, to learn more about this, uh, beunbounded.us is where you're going to find all of the information. Uh, we mentioned the Navigate course, and so really encourage you there. That's a course that's designed to teach uh, students how to make good decisions and ask great questions. And then our Ascend program is a very unique projects-based higher education program. And so in the middle of this session, we talked about how can you help your student in an increasingly anti-Christian world? Well, let us humbly suggest that Ascend is a really great place to start, and we offer some really unique solutions for that. Uh, and we would love to be able to work with you and your students uh, and, how, and, and moving forward and, and equipping them to make a difference in the world. Well, I hope you enjoyed that con that session with uh, Victoria and I. I hope that this conversation was helpful to you. And most importantly, I hope you picked up some things that will help you to ask the questions that will lead you to uh, discerning your calling. Uh, thanks for joining us for the Be Unbound podcast. If you want to join a group of students who are in an active way trying to seek and find their calling and their purpose in life, uh, then can we suggest that you should join the Ascend program? If you're a student, this is uh, really an elite group of students who are preparing for life, uh, earning college credit in the process, and doing so with this very active idea of being in the process of finding their calling. And if you're a parent, uh, this is a program that will help your student discern their calling, that will help them figure out the big questions in life, but then even more importantly, give them the immediate life skills that they need to make a difference in the world. And uh, this is a, a Pro a projects-based education system that is different from most things you can see out there, but different in all the right ways. Uh, this is an, uh, a fantastic network of people that your student can join. This is a set of skills that will be essential for your student's success in life. And this is done in the context of a Christian worldview um, so that we are acknowledging some of the biggest and most important questions as we go through this process. So check it out at beunbound.us. That's our Ascend program. Enrollment is now open uh, for the spring, and we would love to have you in our fall class. We'll see you next time on the Be Unbound podcast.